Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll be finishing out Acts chapter number 15, and I have so enjoyed going through this chapter with you as we've gone to this momentous moment in church history when this early conference of Paul and Barnabas, the church leaders Peter and James and others in Jerusalem, determine that the Gentiles do not have to keep the law of Moses to be saved. Can you imagine how miserable it would be and how different Christianity would look today had they gone a different direction in that early council. Of course, God wouldn't allow that because then they'd have a false gospel. We know that, and the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and you put your faith in Christ, call upon His name, you'll be saved as by grace through faith. But in spite of that, you can see the groups that parade under the flag of Christianity, and they're not very Christian at all because their gospel is perverted. They are commanding the people who adhere to their denomination, their their strain, if you will, of Christianity, to work or maintain good works to keep themselves saved. That is so far from the Bible. It, that was settled so, so long ago in the church at Jerusalem with the leadership thereof. And to think that people are so uh, misinformed and misled and maybe understudied uh, or just ignorant of truth today that they are trying to uh, obey this and do that and observe this and eat that and don't eat that and all, all these different things uh, and thinking that that merits them salvation. That thing was settled so long ago. It should not be an issue, and it's sad that it is. Grace, there's freedom there. Grace, there is hope there. Grace, there is expectation there. I tell you, there is safety and security and rest and grace, not in works. There is no peace on that side of the uh, that, that side of the road in the ditch of works. Oh no, uh, no, no, no. There's no, there's no peace or security there. But thank God that was settled, and it was settled really by God. But then it was settled by this council just to affirm the truth. Now we've studied throughout this chapter, and maybe you've missed most of that. You just heard what I said and think, well, I've not gotten any of what you just talked about. Well, you need to listen to the past Bible studies. Those are available for you on our podcast. The podcast is entitled Striving for Revival. It's available on all the podcast platforms. It is free. Just subscribe, and then you'll have access to all of the Bible studies that we do, and that'll be a help in case you miss one on the radio. You can always catch it there on the podcast and listen and re-listen, and you can take advantage of that Bible content. We put it there for that purpose that you might have it and uh, be able to study along with me. Now, in Acts 15, that's exactly what's been going on. They have had this council because these Pharisaical believers from the church in Jerusalem had traveled to Antioch, and they began to torment those Gentile believers saying that they had to be circumcised or else they couldn't be saved. They had to keep the law of Moses or they couldn't be saved. Paul and Barnabas decided, let's just go back to their church and bring it before the preachers there and say, hey, do you believe this? Is this right? Or are we saved by grace through faith? And Peter 
having had that experience of Acts chapter 10, where God allowed him to see Cornelius and his house saved, had him see that vision to explain to him the, uh, the uh, whosoever will of the gospel, Jew and Gentile alike can be saved. Peter stands up and goes back through the Cornelius experience, explains to his brethren in the church at Jerusalem how he'd seen these Gentiles receive the grace of God and be born again, how the Holy Spirit had come on them just like he had Jewish people. And God used that as a sign to Peter, the validation of the gospel being received by the Gentiles. Peter tells them that. Then James begins to speak. He stands up, James, of course, being what we believe is the, the pastor, the elder, the leader of this church stands up and he rehearses Old Testament scripture and it reminds them how you can even look back in the Old Testament and read Bible verses uh, from Amos and other places uh, in the Old Testament how that God purposed to save Gentiles. It's not a new thing. God had hinted at this through the Old Testament prophets, and now it's coming to pass. And James determines, hey, listen, these Gentiles are saved by grace through faith, and we don't need to throw on them any other burden. Now, James also is the man who wrote James, the epistle, who tells us faith without works is dead being alone. We explained that. Faith justifies me before God, but my works justify my faith before the world. And so James understands that you need to have a walk that matches the talk, that your position ought to influence your practice. So he says to these messengers, Barnabas and Paul and others that will go back, tell these Gentiles that they are saved by grace through faith and they do not have to be circumcised or keep the law of Moses. But it would be beneficial if they would not live like lost Gentiles. And I think that's reasonable, don't you? In fact, if they're saved, the Holy Spirit will make them not want to. But he said, Here's, here it is. They ought not be involved in immorality they ought not be involved in idolatry. They ought not eat things that are going to offend Jewish brethren who are, say, but weak because of their Judaistic background. He said, could you tell them, let's be reasonable here. Let's not give an offense or an occasion for others to fall. Let's not, uh, let's not be uh, offending a weaker brother. He said, so here it is. You're saved by grace through faith, but grace doesn't give you license to live licentious. It gives you the opportunity to please the Lord. And he said, consider other people, and you're saved by grace through faith, but don't forget about your works. Your works justify that faith in the eyes of other people. Now let's begin uh, in verse 31. Which when they had read, they rejoiced for the consolation. Now what has happened here is Paul, Barnabas, Silas, others, they have traveled now back to Jerusalem and read the statement of James to those Christians. When they heard... They did not have to keep the law or be circumcised. They rejoiced. You better believe they did. They shouted around, they're saved by grace, saved by grace. And Judas and Silas, being prophets, also themselves exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. So they began to strengthen the church at Antioch. They began to exhort them. And after they had tarried their space, they were let go in peace for the brethren under the apostles, from the brethren under the apostles. Notwithstanding, it pleased Silas to abide there still. Now you might think Paul and Silas flip in jail. Well, this is where Paul and Silas get hooked up. Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. What a team. Paul, Barnabas, and Silas, others there, uh, serving together. And some days after, Paul uh, said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark, 
And Paul thought not good to take him with them who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them, and we need a whole broadcast for this, but we don't have the time. The contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder, one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren under the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. I, 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 I taught through this not long ago in another setting. Paul is no doubt offended that Mark had turned back. Now I don't know if Mark was homesick. I don't know if Mark. I don't know if Mark was uh, was hurt. I don't know if Mark just wanted Barnabas to be the leader and didn't like Paul taking the, the 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 initiative. I don't know what the issue was, but Paul took it personal. Now later they'll make up, and Mark John Mark is back with Paul, and and, and thank God for that. But here they are such a, so in such a disagreement, Paul and Barnabas over who to take with them, that they divide, they split. They, for a little season, break fellowship. Now, I don't believe they broke fellowship completely, but they broke fellowship in the sense where they weren't traveling together any longer. So these are two good men. Both of them probably had valid points to their argument, but they have a falling out. I heard a man say this. You have to remember in a disagreement, you're never right 100%. And in a disagreement, the other party is never right 100%. The only person who is 100% just and perfectly right in every disagreement is God. If you're a believer, it is never just you and another person. It is you and the other person and God involved in this thing. And we got to be careful how we react, how we treat each other. And when these opportunities come to show grace and contention, we got to show it. When this situation arises where there's a disagreement, we ought not act like lost people, lose our testimony, be hateful, and just uh, uh, burn the bridge. We ought to do our part to be as godly and as right and as full of grace as we can to keep that door open for future ministry together down the road. Now, next broadcast will begin in Acts chapter 16. I'm looking forward to that. Paul finds Timothy in this chapter. Paul and Silas are at Philippi in this chapter. We'll look at this journey of Paul and Silas. You don't want to miss that. Until then, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.